Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What up? And uh, we're actually phoning in a return guest now, Mr. Comedian Sandy Danto. What's up, man? Hey guys, you caught me at dinner. My baby just went down for the night and um, I'm just hanging out. I'm good. How are you guys? We're excellent, man. We're excited to have you back on. It's always a great time. And uh, we... We have uh, we've loaded up our soundboard now with uh, special comedian sounds. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> He's been dying. That's just for you. He's been dying to play that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. I've always wanted my own baseline. Oh, it's so good. I I just wish that I would play as I'm walking around my uh, as r- walking around my house. I'm just telling him like, dude, you're just asking for Seinfeld to just fucking, like cancel. Oh, us. I wish Seinfeld would try to sue me. <laughs> <laughs> any <laughs> any good public any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, I you know guess. What I'm saying? Oh, this little podcast got sued. Dude, you would have to sue every morning drive time radio host. Exactly, and we'll have a class action suit, and we'll bring down. I mean, Seinfeld. He's, he's got the time. I don't want to bring down Seinfeld, but well, Sandy, we're, we're excited to have you on. Uh, we, we've been dying to talk about uh, some of the things happening in the comedy world. We'll just put it that way. And uh, we thought, what better person to have on than our friend Sandy? Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, we. I hope I can give you the, the insight you're looking for. Yeah. Remember, you're speaking for all comedians everywhere. <laughs> so just just keep that in mind. Every time I speak, I have that in mind. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's uh, let's start as we always do with some uh, nerdy confessions. We'll do them quickly, uh, so because uh, we know Sandy's got limited time with us. But uh, we're we're gonna confess the things that make us nerds. My nerdy confession is, uh, well, I, we started watching the Dark Crystal show on Netflix, and I'm just not mm-hmm. a fan. I'm not a fan of puppets. I just I feel <laughs> I feel like they're they're not. They don't have a place in the 4K world. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. And and my quick one is that I loved it. I loved the Dark Crystal and fuck you, Cody. Puppets <laughs> deserve to be in the 4K world. And I want to see more puppets. More puppets. Oh, my God. What are, What's your opinion on puppets, Sandy? Well, to pile on the puppet thing, my nerdy confession is that I've been watching Sesame Street more than any other show. So, are you pro puppet? My daughter, because my daughter, I put it on for her in the morning after I've been out late. She gets up early. I'll throw a couple episodes on, and I end up watching it. And I'll say this about the puppet: it is hard to get past the eyes not moving. Right. It's hard but, to like express yourself. You know, express your right. Am I angry? But, am I sad? I do enjoy. I do enjoy Sesame Street. I gotta say. And I've been working on my impressions of all the different characters, and I think I'm, I can do most of them. Right, what's your best one? Probably Elmo. Oh, let's hear it. All right, hold on. Um, let me think of something Elmo says, and while I do that, I can finish chewing my food. Hold on. <laughs> um, Elmo, what did you do today? <laughs> Hi, Cody and Christian. Today I played with my friends. 
holy shit, that, that looks is pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but that's amazing. <laughs> Oh my God! That's going on the sound. Yeah, we're gonna splice that later. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Uh, uh, how has uh, Sesame Street kept up with like? Because now they're on HBO, right? Is it is the production value gone up? Dude, so many tits, a lot of sword fights. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Like taking use of all the Game of Thrones super stuff. CG. Well, they've had Game exactly. of Thrones people on there too, which is weird. Yeah. No, I mean they've always had celebrity cameos, so yeah. you know, not cross promotional. Yeah, makes sense. So let's get yeah. into it since we got Sandy Limited. So let's sticks and stones. You make me sound like a store in the mall. <laughs> <Sandy> Limited. <laughs> Sandy Limited and Limited Two. So, obviously, the new uh, Dave Chappelle stand special, Sticks and Stones, came out. It's been stirring up quite a controversy. And uh, Can you guys share with me, because I have not seen much of the negative press about it. Oh, I think, uh, oh, what was it? There was a big one. I think, I don't know if it was Vice. I, wanted, I think it was, it was like Vice or Wired or We're completely... one of those like one word... Yeah, you know, media outlets. They were completely shitting on it. Yeah, and it was just I mean, you can maybe look on your phone because yeah. my phone is now in use. Uh, but yeah, you know, we've definitely heard um, or read. A, you know, I mean, I read a bunch ground? of articles. On what grounds were they shitting on? Well, particularly the trans uh, joke. Yeah, that you know, obviously, kind of comes in hot on you know the transgender community. But if you had actually listened to the special. He talks about how he kind of shits on everyone and, you know, it's because he, you know, he, he loves everyone equally. But, uh, yeah, they're saying he's, you know, he's transphobic, that he's, you know, he, he's taking delight in offending people and, you know, that he's basically. And also the fact that a lot of people are saying he's, he defended uh, Louis C.K., you know, he's yeah. kind of making light of the situation. But it's like, what, a comedian making jokes? What? It's like. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's just one thing. It, that it's it's fun to see as a lot of comedians are coming out in support of him saying like yeah man that was funny I, it's Dave Chappelle being Dave Chappelle um but yeah it seems like uh, a lot of liberal media is just like well, and then the opposite take is like a lot of republicans I've, I've been seeing they've been writing articles you know like oh he's sticking it to the snowflakes and okay. like oh like these liber- libtards are finally getting what they deserve i've seen that and it it really bugs me that the that like anyone makes me agree with the fucking Breitbart article <laughs> that my well my father in law sends me. Like my thing is like if Dave Chappelle was gonna pick a political side, like he's fearless. Like he would say straight up, "Hey, this is what I'm saying." Like he doesn't like need someone telling him what he's trying to say. Like he just straight out would say it. He's a very smart and calculated guy. And I think if you're a comedian in 2019, 2020, whatever, no matter who you are, no matter what you say, there are going to be articles criticizing it. There's going to be articles that are praising it. He's the biggest comedian there is. He's the most revered comic amongst comics. And probably Dave Chappelle. I'm I'm just, uh, I'm doing a podcast. My wife just walked in the room. Yeah, no worries. 
That's okay. She thought me you were talking wife. about yourself again. He's the most yeah. revered. You always catch me saying how I'm the most revered amongst other comedians and how I have more Instagram followers. And, you know, the whole thing. She's heard it all. But we actually watched the special together on Friday night this past weekend. And I thought he was planting the seeds for those articles. It's like. Oh, yeah. He had to know it was coming. Even the bad press is good press because it it forces even the people who the the trans community or the, the Me Too community to go and watch. And, you know, remember with Howard Stern, and this is a totally different thing. I mean, he did change media, but a lot of it was just outrage listening people. Right. Yeah, it's and kind of a shock. Job, it's weird how it flipped because usually it was like the conservative Christian Republican people listening and being outraged. And now it's flipped. But, you know, even though he's joking and it's crazy that people can watch a comedy special and then the takeaway is that all the viewpoints expressed start to be meant literally. But he was pretty well-spoken, and even the stuff he joked about it, I didn't feel like it was, like, hard-lined one way or another. Yeah, I, I mean... my You could see what he was going for. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, I don't think that he had any malintent on it, aside from maybe just, you know, riling some of the, the left-wing people up kind of thing, because he does kind of... You know, they're overly critical, especially of comedy right now. I think that everyone is going to a comedy special and trying to analyze it like it's a, a town hall meeting rather than, you know, a form of entertainment kind of thing. Um, and I think... It's amazing comedy's gotten so big that it, that it requires that level of analysis and attention. I mean, that's great. And yeah. if it's a matter of that always being there, I'm, I'm okay with it knuckleheads who are just trying to get clicks for their 1200 word articles <laughs> think like criticizing jokes like keep it going it, it's fucking giving us more attention i'm saying us like i'm in the same class as chappelle but you know we, yeah still we need like even negative tweets like i get negative feedback about stuff all the time and i'm just like you know what they took the time to tell me how big of a piece of shit I am. That means something. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. At least they are listening. <laughs> or like Dave yeah. Chappelle put it. Not like, only are can- they listening. Dude, there's so many things that I get annoyed or offended or irritated by. Just that my wife's right here. How many times a day am I just complaining about shit that I do nothing about? 100% of the day. 100% of the day. <laughs> I don't take the time to comment or review or only if I have an opportunity for financial gain. Like if something on an airline experience <laughs> me off, I will take the time. Yeah. You got to get that upgrade. Give them the feedback so I can get miles or an upgrade, but I would never go out of my way to give an artist. First of all, these people, journalists are just, it's tough because, you want journalism to be pure. It's not. It's it's monetized. Yeah. So a lot of journalists are pigs, and not to, to like. It just sucks that I'm in a position now 
where I sound like I agree with <laughs> right wing people and the president. Right. Because media is a joke. I do think there are earnest journalists that try to report things objectively. What happened? I'm sorry. No, you're good. Trying to keep our dog from, from eating chicken bones that'll splinter in his intestines. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, that's Sorry. probably a good idea. <laughs> I think that's one thing that um, both sides can agree on. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, to me, I'm watching this special, and I knew that there were a lot of press. There was a lot of press around this special, and I'm just like, oh, he's satirizing. The joke is on the media because he is satirizing the response that this is going to get, like the jokes on them. He did this in a calculated way to get them to respond that way. So it would get the attention. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think that, you know, first of all, it's called sticks and stones. Yeah, obviously. And, right. and, you know, he wouldn't come out hot like he did, you know, you know, when he's, when he's deciding on this hour that he's going to do, I'm he he knows that he, he's going to grab attention right at the beginning and maybe you know whoever's working for TMZ or or Wired or whatever they're going to see that first 5 minutes that he does and they're going to be like oh well this is just great well and even with the prince lyrics he's telling you right there he's like yeah. the destruction was coming you know I didn't even care it's yeah, like he's true. he's telling you right right up front and it's just it's funny to me that uh that the people who write these negative articles just they're just not in on the joke and, ev- and everyone else is just kind of laughing at them. I couldn't imagine you know even if I was a writer freelancing trying to get some money being like oh god I got to write this fucking article where I take on Chappelle like yeah. I imagine especially if you're writing for Vice or some media outlet yeah it really takes some mental gymnastics to be like we should condemn this like comedy should not some of it can be safe some of it can be brian regan really funny just or seinfeld like benign observations making them funny you know slice of life shit yeah but where are we as a society if we condemn all the people that are willing to quote go there and that's what he does and i didn't even think it was that far over the line it wasn't over the line at all yeah i don't think i mean i don't think he was saying anything that out of line necessarily or like that you know out there or edgy i think you know of course if if this had come out even you know five years ago, I would say if this was like early two thousand or ten years ago, yeah. maybe I don't think it would ha- have had any of the same outcry. And I I just think that you know, um, you know the jokes are funny, like the stories that he's telling are hilarious, and I mean that's really what it should be judged on, you know. But and yeah. he's also like the voice of reason, yeah. Like the jokes from a place where he. Clearly, you can see it from a point of view where he can make fun of it. And he's not on either side. And the fact that, like, the right champions him and the left condemns him is just so silly. And they're just being, like, as stereotypical 
that could possibly be. Yeah, and you know, one thing I, I I'd like to say is that as a white guy, <laughs> I feel like oh yes, give us your point, Cody. <laughs> no, no, no. So like, he, you know, Dave Chappelle's comedy has been nothing if not poking fun at you know white males for his entire career. Right. And I love that. It's hilarious. And so when well, people because you could take a joke and you yeah, know, know he's kidding. Like that's the thing, you know. I don't know if he's kidding. He might be serious. <laughs> I don't know him. But, you know, I think I think everyone should kind of look at it from that perspective. It's like he's there to make people laugh and have the, you know, have these funny, you know, trains of thought and things like that that you know, it's okay if you get a little roasted here and there. Like you should have a sense of humor. Yeah, and I mean like Particularly me and you, like Cody will make fun of you for being Mexican. I'll make fun of him for, for his white privilege. But it's like we get it. We're joking, you know. Like when it's amongst friends, it's like it's like you're bonding, you know. It's yeah, exactly. It, it's just so weird, and that, that's what I took from the specials. Like really, he's just trying to bond with people. Like, hey, let's take a minute, let's laugh at each other, and you know, forget about the other shit that's going on outside of this, you know, venue. Yeah, should be bringing people together instead of tearing us apart. I agree. I think that there's an element of that, like, hyper-liberal woke shit, where it's like, oh, you're not even willing or comfortable enough to talk about different people's races or sexual orientation. You just would rather it be left undiscussed. It seems much, it just seems like it's coming from a place of fear rather than sensitivity, and it's not, like... It's one thing, like, the, the thing that bothers me the most is people have no concept of context. That's really it. That's the, the, the bottom line for me is you have to contextualize. Like, this isn't a guy giving a hate speech at a podium slamming his fist down. It's a fucking comedian telling jokes, doing a special. Yeah, End exactly. of story. Yeah, I mean... At the end of the day, I think people just need to respect that it it's you know it's entertainment. It's he's going there to give his you know fans a good time. I don't think anybody goes to a Dave Chappelle show not expecting Dave Chappelle. You know, <laughs> he though right. he, he does a, a couple of those secret shows every once in a while, but everyone seems to figure out before I do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just you know I think the outcry is just it, it's getting. It's getting tiresome, you know. I'm just well. It, it's like when you start pointing your fingers at things that I mean, it's a comedian, it's a joke. I mean, like if you're if you make a big deal about things like that, then when we start making a big deal of actual problems, it's gonna feel less because too yeah. many people are crying about too many things. Yeah, exactly. Another thing too, I don't think he should be criticized for the content of his his comedy. I mean, you can criticize Louis C.K. for his actions outside of comedy. For sure, right? But, I mean, it doesn't make his jokes not funny. Well, I mean, in the joke he does, Dave Chappelle, like, he's, like, he's making a joke about a shit situation. And I, 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 I can't imagine anyone not laughing at the Louis C.K. joke that he did. Because that shit was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean... I mean it's crazy because, it's crazy because, like, Mike Tyson is pretty, like, pretty across the board well-liked right now. Sure. The guy went to prison for raping someone. That's true. 
Andy beat Louis C.K., while what he did, I'm not saying is, is like anything people should be subjected to. Yeah. But, and I'm not even a fan of Louis C.K., but like what he's had to go through. I Granted, I don't think he would still be living out the punishment if when he came back he was like addressing it and apologizing. Yeah. He just sort of like moved on like this happened and now just keep listening to me do unapologetic jokes. Yeah, I think he handled it a little poorly. He, yeah, I, I think he's handled it poorly. But that, but that aside, like no one's been heart, more harshly punished for something that he should have been punished for, but not to the extent that people, I mean, it's crazy how much people really hate him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, p- people have like threatened his like little girls and stuff. Oh, like I, that. I didn't know about that. That's that's. Well, they've crazy. said they've said various things. You know, Twitter. He started probably taking some notes from Aziz Ansari, who I feel is starting to turn it around a little bit. Oh, his did special... you, you saw his latest one? Yeah, right? and he addresses it right in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, again, you know, I don't want to lessen what what either of these guys kind of did, but I mean, Aziz's was seems like it was super blown out of proportion. I, I, I don't but know. I wasn't, I wasn't there. That that's my take. Like, I was there. Oh. <laughs> I was I was hiding in the closet. It's a deal we have. We worked it out. <laughs> um but I didn't watch Aziz's. Um I never watch any comic specials. It, it takes a lot for me to. Chappelle's really the only one. I watch Chappelle and Sandler's. I oh, don't want to be unduly influenced by any comic. And um I don't really watch, but I'm obviously not going to be doing any kind of material that they're doing. So I watched and I really enjoyed both of their specials. I mean, full end of the spectrum difference in what they both put out. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, man, Chappelle is, is, you know, it just, there are very few people in the world that could pull off Doing doing material about literally every hot button topic there is right now, right to, to like gun control. To, like, I I don't hold it against trans people for getting outraged about everything. I think being trans in and of itself is one of the hardest existences there are in any society. But also, like, they need. And this might be transphobic to say, and I hope it isn't, because I truly do feel for anyone who's disenfranchised. But A, you got to learn about taking a joke. Like, I think part of being accepted, I think part of why they get offended by everything is because it's an easy way to raise awareness to their thoughts. Right. And that's fair. But I think an easier way of getting society to, to accept you is to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And that's what the whole bit is about. And the fucking the analogy of riding in the car was so fucking good. That was really funny. <laughs> the car bit was, that's probably where I laughed the hardest. The car <laughs> bit was really funny. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I mean, I think by, by uh, 
being so outraged from the stuff he's saying, I think that it's it naturally separates people into different groups, whether it's left wing, right wing, or you know, uh, trans or or you know, non-binary or what have you. I think that you know the whole purpose. I think that that the point he's trying to make, if I may be so bold, I think is that by you know kind of sharing these experiences together. That's how that's how we kind of become a, a, a society that's not as divided as it is now. But, uh, you know, we've got to be able to laugh at each other. Well, for sure. I mean, look at like when comedians roast each other or celebrities get right. roasted, like they will say the worst possible things, but in a joking, funny way. And what's the best way to do it? instead of getting mad? Because then when you get mad, it's like you're kind of. Like, Ro- you roast them back. Well, and you just you take it in the chin and like, dude, you got me. That was funny, yeah. you know. And it's like it's like the best way to take it. Yeah, I think so. But we've got like public discourse has gotten to a point where it's like no one's allowed to be made to feel uncomfortable, and that's just not the world. Like, you know how many times a day I'm triggered by just things outside of my control. Like you. Can't that's just not how the world works. You can't just will your way into getting the people, getting to get people to not say the things you don't want them to say. You have to build up palaces and not allow them to trigger you anymore. I mean, that's that's what it is. Bullying is bullying aside. Comedy and 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 cinema and TV and literature, like music, it it all just it needs to be free of all this undue pressure. You know how many times I'll be working on projects with people or, or producing a show, and oh, you, we we can't we can't do that. We can. It's like you gotta at least explore the ideas enough to see if you have something good. You can't like you just can't let all these people tell you what is and isn't acceptable. Right. It stifles art and creativity and innovation and, and like, holds us back. Yeah. We're going to get to the point where we're not going to have original ideas anymore because everyone's too afraid to upset someone. Well, we you are. Got, you got to check in with everyone first. Hey, is it cool if I say this? No? Yeah. All right. Let me get back. Right. But at the same time, it's such a phenomenon that everybody is dealing with that it brought out this amazing special that Chappelle did. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think everyone, you know, one, one, the kind of the last thing I'll say on, on Dave's special is I think everyone should just watch it and form their own opinions of it. If you like it, you can watch some of his other stuff or go see him live. And if you don't like it, you can just, not like it you can just turn it you off don't have to you can hit a thumbs down in. on netflix they have a little thing on there you can just you can tell exactly. them thumbs down but like dave said you know the best way on my face <laughs> to get somebody to stop saying the things you don't want them to say stop making it so people pay them to do it and right. stop consuming it yeah I, and if you keep writing about it it's gonna have the opposite effect and maybe that's part of it. Maybe like it's hard to tell what's real anymore, you know? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I wonder how I'd like to see like a, a graph of 
after some of these articles came out, if there was an increase oh, in, I'm sure. in streaming. Because I'm, sure. I'm sure there was, right? Absolutely. So uh, sure. I think, you know, it's one of those things like there, you know, I don't want to, I don't really want to compare Dave Chappelle to like a, a mass shooter, but <laughs> you know how they, <laughs> bear with me. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's I want to hear the point. It's no, coming. For sure. <laughs> uh, you know how they're not, they're trying not to uh, publicize and, um, you know, they're not putting these people's names and pictures out there because they know they're out there for notoriety. You know, I think that's one of those things where, you know, by, by constantly saying like, Oh, you know, Dave Chappelle is, you know, does all these uh, terrible jokes and this and that you're just making more people pay attention to him. So if you, you know, truly, if you don't like his material, don't, you know, don't talk about it. Don't suggest it to your friends, you know, don't, don't write articles about it. Just say, hey, I don't like this. Put a little thumbs down on YouTube or Netflix or what have you and go about your day. And then if enough people do that, he'll you know, start doing small clubs and stuff. But that'll never happen. Oh, no. He's going to definitely get another huge special. Yeah, here. for sure. Netflix is just going to throw money at him. And, you know, hey, man, I applaud Netflix. They, I mean, I'm sure they watched and they're like, yeah, we're. he's probably going to piss people off, but let's do it. You know, they, they went with it anyway. Well, they have that. They have that other special, uh, Nanette, so it kind of balances out. They're like, look, we also did this. <laughs> it's just funny people don't see the shades of gray where it's like, you can think one thing and something that's the polar opposite, too. You know, like you can, you can be more than one thing at once. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, the the one thing that we need to kind of get back to as, as a country is that the country's not made of, of two kinds of people. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not left wing and right wing. We're not Democrat and Republican. We're all just people. And then we're on a spectrum of, you know, views and, you know, habits and, you know, things like that, things we like, things we don't like. And so, you know, we, we just got to kind of relax and give each other the benefit of the doubt again. And I think that, uh, Hopefully, hopefully Dave's special kind of at least uh, taught some people that. But uh, yeah, I was good. Uh, thank, thank you, Sandy. I, I I figure you probably have to. Are you are you good on time or got a bailout for us? Yeah, I I should probably get going. I've got a lot of things around the house I need to do. No yeah, problem. No, thank you, guys. No, thanks for coming on. Always great talking to you. I should be back up there. Sometime soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Let us know. Let us know when you're back up here, and where can people find you on uh, on the social media and whatnot? At Sandy Danto, at MFers Podcast, and at Watch Me Chill. And you got any uh, shows coming up? I got Watch Me Chill at the Hollywood Improv Lab on uh, September 10th at 9:30. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. Uh, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you next time you're up in the Bay, all right? Sounds good. All right, Look man. forward to it. Take it easy, buddy. You have a good one. You too. All right, that was Sandy Danto. Oh, my God. That, was that twice? No, we didn't do it for this one, did we? No, I don't think we did it. Got it. I had to break out the side. <laughs> Who knows if I did, Christian? Here it is again. 
I'm just I love that sound. I can tell. Um, well, I, I think he has an interesting perspective on it coming from the comedy world. I think it was nice hearing, you know, what he thought of, uh, the special. And, you know, I think, you know, my, my, my view on the whole thing as a whole is I just want more comedy. I want more points of view. And I feel like the more of those we have, the better off we'll be. For sure. Right. I mean, more points of view is kind of how prejudice and you know racism and all these different things get ironed out is by hearing more points of view and if sometimes you're not going to agree with them well it, i mean outside of comedy but in points of view in general like if you want to hopefully get someone to understand your viewpoint you have to be willing to hear them out yeah i mean you have to give that opportunity and and hopefully you know some middle ground can be found and I think that I think a big part of the problem is, you know, here we are heading into an election year um, for 2020. Um, our leaders have not given us good examples of this. Right. <laughs> what so, do you mean? Well, let me explain, Christian. <laughs> so when we have uh, debates, town hall meetings or discourse in the Senate or, you know, what have you, um, no one no one ever acknowledges the other person's viewpoint. It's always like, well, you're a fucking idiot. And this is why. And this is, here's my opinion. And if you don't agree with it, you're wrong. So, um, hopefully, I'm not saying Dave Chappelle's going to fix that. No. But, but I did you know, think- it's, a, it's a mentality that we have to kind of, you know, listen to other people's viewpoints and at least accept that that's what they believe. No, I mean, and since we're going to wax politics on it, um, I thought he brought in beautiful fucking point when he was talking about guns and yep. you know he, he kind of leads you to think that he's you know he's like the only way we're gonna get rid of guns you know it's up to black americans and he's like and we all gotta register and he makes you think you know to go vote he's like to get a fucking gun because yeah. that's the only way they're gonna change the fucking laws <laughs> yeah and yeah i mean like he brings a great point man it's like they're the only way it's like if more the people that the NRA doesn't want armed, it's going to get them to change, you know? Yeah. I just think that, you know, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of woke culture because it seems less about, less about really opening up and accepting everyone and more about pointing where the blame should be. Well, I, and I don't think that's healthy. I think wokeness came from a great a needed point it, yeah. a needed point that you know it's something that needed to be addressed but i kind of get why some people get turned off because it's kind of it maybe it's not the what they're focusing on but it almost comes off as like this is how i want you to be censored right. or this is the only way i want to hear you in your opinion and, right. and and i don't think that that's what they want but i can kind of understand why some people see it that way yeah, well, I think I think what they're doing is overcorrecting primarily, and where they're saying, you know, the problem is that you will we'll use Dave Chappelle's topic as an example. So the problem is, trans people are not being fully accepted into modern day society. That's the problem that's happening right now, and there's people out there who you know, who can't live their lives the way they need to live them because there's prejudice and you know people uh telling them that 
you know, they're not real people. They can't be, you know, uh, they can't be the gender or the sex that they want. And that's the problem. The, their solution, the woke culture solution seems to be like, well, you can't say anything, um, anything remotely transphobic. You can't say this. You can't say that. You can't refer to this people as this. You can't, you know, um, they're really policing how people say things, which granted parts of that have warrant, you know, you shouldn't, we shouldn't be having hate speech and we shouldn't be telling, uh, you know, dictating where they can and cannot go to the bathroom. I, I don't, you know, none of that stuff should be happening, but when it gets to the point where you're saying like, you know, I can't say certain words. Now you're infringing on personal freedoms of the individual and it's just as bad. You know, if you're overcorrecting by saying these are the words you cannot say or these are the actions that, you know, are, you know, are disrespectful and it now you're starting to police everything that I can do and everything I can't. So do I now. would counter with if someone wants to be referred to as a certain like gender like yep. then if they if someone wants to be referred by a certain gender then mm-hmm. the other person should respect that like, okay i will, will refer to you that way mm-hmm. now what i think the issue is if someone accidentally like uses the wrong gender and then you automatically start accusing them of things like whoa dude i just didn't know i'm so sorry right. you know you know correct them give them the benefit of that correct them give them the opportunity like hey actually please refer to me to this like if i fucked up and someone told me, like, actually, can you refer to me to this? I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I fucked up. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I did not know. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah. But if I made a mistake and someone's like, you're f- transphobic and you're this, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that's yeah, what exactly. you wanted to be referred to. Like, had you let me know. I didn't and, know that that was a pronoun. Yeah, yeah I was like, I apologize. Was the so like zis or whatever? I don't know. Zex. There's a couple know. weird ones out there. But I think. But it's, look, I if think you let me know, I'll try my best. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if I fuck up on the way. Please help me, you know, you know, yeah. but I think more of like giving people the benefit of the doubt, it's going to go a longer way than automatically attacking. them. Yeah, I think, you know, the benefit, you know, the benefit of the doubt is kind of the main thing. And, you know, judging, trying to be a better judge of intent, you know, right. Like if, if I, you know, if a trans person comes in and I say, you know, hey, how are you doing, man? And, you know, they don't identify that just. Be like, uh, actually, you know, I would prefer this. Be like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I, I would, I would probably do that, <laughs> but that's not, you know, what I'm saying. No, I, can't. <laughs> I just caught myself. I feel like I would do that, and then I would get flustered. I'm like, oh no, I, I mean, now and that, but yeah, you and know, that being said, but like, if you corrected them and you, or you told them you were nice, you corrected them, and then they continue to refer you the other way, then you know they're a piece then, of shit. Then you can clap back. Yeah, then for sure yeah, that exactly. person's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I think I think that's kind of, you know, acceptance is a two-way street. You know, um, there's there's some of my, um, you know, because I, I, because I grew up, you know, as a hunter and stuff, I you know, I grew up around my dad's friends and things like that. And there's definitely, you know, I've met some people of an older generation, whether it be friends, family, or what have you, um, that have stuck with their old, outdated mindset. You're you talking know? about your clan friends? Is that? Yeah, totally. No. So, so Bill and Steve. <laughs> now, um, uh, no, there's definitely been some people who have stuck with that. And those are the people who, 
you know, we need to be a little harder on, you know, like, look, you got to change your perspective and be a more accepting person. But then there's been some people who, you know, who at first didn't know any better, like didn't know that's not okay to say fag and not okay to say, you know, look, we had a game on here called female or she male. Okay. And we know that that's no longer an acceptable thing to do. You know, I don't, I feel, I feel like that would hurt people to do that. So there's people who, who have done things incorrectly and who are now trying to make an effort to change. And I think that that's going to be how, um, we progress as a society. But if you're just going to leap down someone's throat over something that they don't know is offensive or they didn't know was, you know, the wrong usage, I think, you know, we're going to have a hard time and there's going to be conflict that breeds, um, you know, conflict between two parties kind of thing. So anyway, that's, and, a lot. Of, and of course people, people change with time, man. Like, yeah, it takes time to get used to. And I mean, you know, uh, if you asked me even like two years ago, what a, a non-binary person was, or, you know, um, I wouldn't have any idea what that meant. Probably I made I've, it like a, a something about joke. computers. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, are they a robot? But they run on Linux or something. I don't get it. Um, so, I think that that, you know, it, you have to give society enough time to change. So that, that's really all I've wanted to say. Yeah, about guys, that. it took me a long time to get Cody to this way, man. You had to hang out with this Mexican you know, dude you, for a long ass time. You still haven't mowed the lawn. I know. I, <laughs> I'm on it. I'm busy trying to fix you. You know what? Another, uh, another good way to talk about racism was, <laughs> was, uh, the Carnival Row show on Amazon. Prime. Well, that that's definitely political, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a kind of an interesting way of, uh, you know, uh, showing some of these concepts in, you know, uh, a lighter. It's definitely well, it's not not a light show, but like I a different just, way. You know? I would just say Trump supporters would definitely not be fans. Oh man, they they would be the ones who would be like hating on the sadder people and stuff like that. You what know, what were they that? called? The the pact? No. The, uh, uh, yeah, what were they called? The go people. Goat people. No. Oh, no, no. The satyrs. No, I'm talking about the guys who didn't want any of the uh, only. There were only about humans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they called them like picks. The picks, picks people. No. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll get to it probably next. Episode. They were racist. They were yeah. slurs that were made up, so they're hard to remember. Would they technically be specious? Yeah, kind of. One thing that was interesting about that show, and I think everyone should see it. It's it's a fantasy show on. Um, fantasy slash detective show on Amazon. It has Orlando Bloom and Cara. And actually, I Delavigne. I I don't Delevine. know. Maybe maybe I haven't been paying too much attention to Orlando Blooms and what roles he takes. But I kind of like that he's playing like this hard boiled detective guy. Like like I didn't. I never would. It's been thought. a while since I've seen him in something you know cool. But he's always I'll, been a fancy lad. Yeah, you know if if I was in casting and someone's like, oh, Orlando Bloom was a child. I was like, for what? One of the fairies? Like, yeah. No, the detective. What? what? I mean, I guess, but I guess. no, I mean, no, he's I, good. Yeah, he's great. I, I like him in that show, and I think it's a cool. It is super violent, so get ready for that if you're gonna watch it. Um, yeah, I mean the the nets on top to make sure like oh, the fairies yeah. wouldn't fly. I was like, damn, that's like, oh, just wait, smart. Yeah, but at know, the same time, like fucking evil. Wait till he starts seeing some of the murders. I they bet. are gruesome, but uh, it's a cool show. Interesting take on like the fantasy world and what you know um, how a world where you know fairies and uh giants and satyrs uh, satyrs and all these different people kind of live together but they're in they're having like an industrial revolution 
So there's guns and automobiles and stuff like that happening. So kind of a cool, you know, cool take on it and a cool time period to be, you know, looking at those kind of things. But I'm excited to see more of it. Um, I think everyone should take a look at that show. Faux show. Faux show. Um, what else? Uh, because we recorded half a show. <laughs> before we had Sandy Before on. we had Sandy on now. I'm s- so what else did we talk about? We talked about Dark Crystal already. Nothing more needs to be said. Puppets are lame. <laughs> Just and, kidding. And you're wrong. I know. I feel like I'm being too hard on it, but I'm still watching it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm still you know, watching it and enjoying it for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I am, uh, just cringing. I am excited. Um, I will say this. I'm excited for Stephen King's it, which we're going to see tomorrow. Tomorrow, which for you guys would be now. Tonight. Or tonight. Or yesterday, depending on when you listen. A week ago. We're going to see it the day it comes out, which is tomorrow. Um, and, uh, one thing that's kind of cool is I have been recently, uh, reading a lot of Stephen King uh, via either audiobooks or regular books or a combination of the two. Um, so I finished The Shining, which I read for book club, and then I read the sequel, Dr. Sleep, which is a movie that's coming out that's in November. N- that's next in my queue. So. You got, yeah, watch it before November so we can watch the movie together. Oh, yeah, no, it's next. I'm almost done with the Stormlight that you hit me up on and has been great. So once I finish that, Dr. Sleep. Yeah, it's uh, and Ewan McGregor is going to be in it. He's going to play Danny from The Shining. I just hope it's more towards the books, and but it looks like they're splicing in parts of the movie. Um, just well, I mean, I you know, because they do f- reference the movie several times in the book. And I mean, if you're going to pick a Shining movie, like Stephen King can hate it all he wants, but that that's a good movie. Well, for me, though, I'm a way bigger Stephen King fan than I am a Kubrick fan. So I like, like both of them, but I, I mean... And so I had a book I had book club last night where we talked about The Shining and the differences between the movie and stuff. I was very surprised and alarmed by how few of those people had seen the movie. So that was alarming. And then um, two of them really did not like The Shining at all. The book or the movie? Well, they had not seen the movie. Oh, so they didn't like the book. They didn't like the book. Wow. Okay. Which is interesting, um, I think, because first of all, it's – it's a cool story where they're up in this hotel and their spirits taken over and stuff like that. But also it's a very real look at alcoholism and how it's, you know, it's a driving force behind Jack Torrance and his, you know, his motivations and why he's up there and how the whole, the overlook hotel is kind of a symbol of alcoholism taking over him and like tempting him and constantly pulling him to do bad things, and then finally he does give up and give in to it kind of thing. So, um, I don't know. I thought that was surprising. But Dr. Sleep takes that to the next level. Now Danny has grown up, and um, he has his own struggles with alcoholism, but then he also pulls back in and starts using his power, the shining again. I just hope it ties more into the Dark Tower and the Breakers. So I hope it has some... some... Oh, there's a little bit of that. Nice. There. Okay. There are other worlds than these, Christian. <laughs> they say that in the book. Um, and now I'm reading Salem's Lot, which is also great, and also leads into the Dark Tower. You uh, never read it. Uh, I had never read Salem's Lot. I had only watched a movie back in the day. That was my first Stephen King book. Really? Yeah. I'm trying. I was trying to think of what my first Stephen King book was. I think it was Christine. Might have been my first one because um, that that was a really early one for me. But I remember like two. Two to three Stephen King books in, I read The Stand, and that was like an instant favorite of mine. 
Um, but I, I did, you know, Cujo. I read The Shining when I was a little kid, too. Um, Cujo, Fire, Firestarter, that, that's what the book's called. Or is it a book called Carrie? I believe it's Carrie. I'm not too sure. Now I got to double check later. Yeah, because I read that one, too. Um, I just, I because I've seen the show but, The Stand... And I really didn't like the ending. I don't know if I can bring. I may. I probably one day will get around to. The you got to read the book, man. The book is so much better than the okay. miniseries. Um, also, don't watch the miniseries, The Shining, either, because that's a huge pile of garbage. Even really? though, even though it kind of is closer to the book, the acting is just not there. It's just. It would be fun to see Stanley Kubrick's version of. The of the actual book of what happened in it because it was so good, but. You know, it's funny because people who only have seen the movie, the twins down the hallway, the come play with us, Danny, the, you know, they're not in, in the book at all. The elevator full of blood is not in the book at all. The axe, you know, chopping down the, the bathroom door, there's no axe. It's a, it's a roke mallet, which is kind of like a croquet mallet. And he doesn't do the here's Johnny and, you know, windy light of my life. Come down here, and all you know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. None of that is in the book. Okay, so that's like the mo. That's like the main chunk of what people remember from Stanley Kubrick's Shining. I can get why Stephen King didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think you know a little fun factoid. I like how this is turning into a a uh, the Shining fun factoid episode. Um. So the car that they have in the book is a yellow Volkswagen bug. I think it was yellow. Maybe that was Ted Bundy's. It's a Volkswagen <laughs> bug. It doesn't matter. Um, and they're driving up this you know mountain pass and stuff. In the movie, they're driving some other car and as they're driving, they see a car that had fallen off the road and washed out of the road. It was a yellow Volkswagen bug. Which is Stanley Kubrick's little fuck you to Stephen King. Like, Jeez. this is my movie now, bitch. Um, so very, very interesting how uh, uh, know how those two just i don't know why i mean stanley kubrick made an excellent movie it's a great movie as a movie is it the shining it's influenced by it for sure but it's not quite the same so i can see why Stephen king's uh was a little upset but you gotta you gotta recognize when you got a good movie on your hands it's been a while since i've seen it so i gotta rewatch it yeah you gotta I think it's a you should what you should do is you should reread the book later maybe before Doctor Sleep or whatever and then watch the movie cuz you'll see a bunch of differences. I rewatched it recently uh just to see kind of the, the, the differences. differences and stuff. And, I'm down. Um it just makes me like the book so much more cuz Jack kind of has a redemption arc in it. And oh, okay. You need a little redemption sometimes, you know, it makes you feel better. I'm down. I'm I'll down. Watch. I'll read it, watch it. Read it, watch it, what have you. All right. Uh, anything else, Christian? What? I think we're good. <laughs> I, think, I think we're good. Well, th- uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Um, you know, Check us out on Spotify, Podcoin, Apple iTunes, or Stitcher. I guess Stitcher Premium. Well, not Stitcher Premium. Stitcher, Stitcher Regular, <laughs> not Premium. Hopefully Pandora soon. Soon to be Pandora. By the time you're listening to this, we'll probably be on Pandora as well. Um, and make sure you're, you know, um, check us out on Instagram, at Nerds with Friend, and uh, on Twitter, at Nerds with Friend. No S at the end, so Nerds with One Friend kind of thing. Um, and then check out our Facebook. Let us know 
um, different things you're excited about coming up in the uh, coming up in the fall movie season. Um, are there cool video games that you're looking forward to? Cyberpunk 2077, I think it's going to be an awesome one. Oh, and awesome. before I forget, uh, make sure and check out uh, the Saturn Awards with our buddies from Legion M. Go yeah. out, you can vote. So um, there's going to be some movies that you guys can pick for. Just make sure to sign up. It's free. You can sign up. You don't have to be an investor. Um, if you still have the free membership, you can still vote. Yeah, uh, and it's a good way, you know, again, to kind of, uh, you know, give feedback into, uh, you know, what, what kind of movies you want to be, uh, you know, you want to be made, which is what Legion of M is all about. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a cool thing. So check out the uh, the Saturn Awards. Um, I think the last day to vote is I believe September the, 11th. I believe it's the 11th. Cause it's- so, so never forget. Yeah. Oh, God. I believe it's the 11th because I believe the event's on the 13th. Don't forget it. Um, yeah, and I think it's on the 13th. So check it out. Um, I think it's a, a, a cool cool uh, opportunity to uh, voice your opinion, which is always an excellent thing. And that's what we're all talking about. But thank you, Christian, for uh, always keeping me in line and teaching me new pronouns. <laughs> As always. <laughs> it's fun being on here and learned the Cody. Yeah, exactly. And uh, th- thanks to our friend Sandy Danto. Make sure you check him out on Instagram. He's always posting hilarious uh, videos and stuff on there. And particularly him on the treadmill, which I, oh, I the wanted treadmill to, is so good. I wanted to ask him when we had him on, but you know we had all these other questions. Yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll have him back on when he's uh, when he's got a little bit more time to chit chat with us. But yeah, his, his videos on the treadmill are hilarious. hilarious. I also I, I don't remember I was a. Uh, doing some YouTube because uh, I wanted to watch some of his stand-up and stuff. He does an insane Pauly Shore impression, which oh, I had forgotten about. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's more Pauly Shore than Pauly Shore. And his Elmo impression was also Oh, yeah, we need fan. to splice up that little. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, um, yeah, it's it's nice of him to take time out of his day. Um, so make sure you check out his podcast, um, Mother Effers. MFers. MFers. I thought it was Mother at first. No, they had to change they it. They had to change it because yeah. it wasn't anything. But anyway, t- my name is Cody Leach. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night. Hey. hey, can you hear us now? Yes, I can. Oh, hell no. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. <laughs>